So I talk a lot about films on the channel, and I also like to try to talk a lot about trailers or animated uh, shorts and whatnot, and I also like talking about TV shows. So recently, me and my wife, we were trying to find something to kind of fill a void we were missing when it came to wanting um, something along the lines of like Game of Thrones. We were really big Game of Thrones fans. Uh, I did an entry about uh, Game of Thrones itself on its uh, one-year anniversary, or I think two-year anniversary of its last episode. And we were just trying to find something. You know, I'm looking up articles, reading like what other people have to say. You know, if you have a Game of Thrones itch to scratch, watch these 10, 10 TV shows or whatever. So there was a show that came out many years ago. Uh, something like around 2014, I think. Uh, it's called Black Sails. It was something we were interested in. We hadn't sat down with it or given it a chance. Uh, it has officially ended. It only had four seasons. It ended in 2017, three or four years after it premiered. And we were like, okay, let's let's give this a shot. Like, why not? Let's see if this show can, you know, give us something to kind of invest in. And we invested in it so much, I think we finished it in two weeks, a little less than that. You know, when it comes to there being four seasons, something like 40 episodes. Uh, you know, not bad, probably could have been quicker, but of course we, you know, we don't dedicate all of our time to just watching TV shows. You know, we also watch films, we also have other things we have to do. You know, I sit down, I record these, she has uh, her her own things that she does when it comes to... Uh, her hobbies and our extracurricular stuff, like what I do. So we don't always have time. So yeah, we did an entire four season show in something like two weeks or something. And what I didn't know, and it didn't click in my head, and I don't get why it didn't, because the second you like meet one of the very like first characters, his name is John Silver, and I it didn't click in my head that this show... I thought it was just a show, you know, about pirates. I thought it was something like, oh, you know, it's maybe it's based on something. I just didn't know. But apparently it's Treasure Island, and that took me by surprise. I really didn't know, after being interested in this, film, in this show for so many years, that I finally got to sit down and watch it. It never clicked in my head. That it was about Treasure Island. And then, you know, you watch the first couple episodes and you go, oh, yeah, like this is all making sense now. And I love the fact that it's this. I mean, I guess you could say. I mean, it is a novel, but it, like, is it a kid's novel? Is it meant to be a kid's story? I know they've done other iterations of Treasure Island that it's meant to be targeted towards kids because, you know, kids like stories about pirates. And that's why. Even though Pirates of the Caribbean does have a big turn towards the adult audience, it is still a Disney film made for, you know, a younger audience as well. And being that this is, you know, a show that's based on this story that's mostly been portrayed in kid fashion, and it gives it this very adult spin, this very dark spin on the story, is just tremendous. And... From start to finish, the show is just so entertaining. There are so many twists and turns and so many plot 
twists and so many things that people, everybody's betraying everybody and everybody's sleeping with everybody. And you have the titles change hands and you have people go all the way up to the top and then people get knocked all the way back down. And there are, what I, what I also like is I went into it not knowing any of the stars. I know none of the actors. I've never seen anybody in anything else besides um, Tom Hopper, who plays Billy Bones in the show. And I know him from, you know, films like most recently he was in the, uh, the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. He's also in a hit show on Netflix, The Umbrella Academy. Tom Hopper has done a lot, and he's the only one that I recognize when I watch, when I sat down to watch the show. Now, being that he's the the only known actor, I guess you can say. I mean, maybe other people recognize some other uh, people who play in it, some other actors or actresses. I know that um, Ray Stevenson is in it for a small stint as Blackbeard. Uh, But other than that, nobody else I really recognize or have seen in anything besides that. And I could be wrong. Maybe they have, you know, really good or since then have built up really good performances to add to their repertoire. But I like that. I like going into stuff not knowing people. I think when you give no names a chance and they knock it out of the park, you get really good outcomes. Because when you put somebody that people know, there's a certain level of expectation with the acting quality or just the quality of the performance of the show or movie or anything. Like if you were to put... Denzel Washington in a TV show. There's a certain level of expectation that you are me- that you you are trying to get when you go in to invest your time into watching this. So when you see him, you know you're going to get a fantastic performance. When you don't know anybody, you're kind of your expectations aren't really there. They're not high. They're not low. You're going into it very open-minded, especially when it comes to the idea of watching this four years after its last episode premiered, when it fi- when when it came to an end. So you're going into it, and you're watching all these no names, all these people you don't recognize, or maybe aren't big enough for you to like to have any sort of recognition of you've seen them in anything else, and you just watch them put on such great performances. Uh, who's the guy that plays um, uh, Flint? I think it's, it's Toby something. Toby Toby Steven or Toby Stevens. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I haven't, I don't remember seeing him in anything else since then or before the fact. I don't know if he does much else besides this. I could be 100% wrong. I don't think... Anybody really just stops at one show. Not everybody is um, Kit Harrington, who just did one movie and Game of Thrones, and he kind of took a break from acting. Very few people do that. So he's definitely got other things, but he is tremendous as Captain Flint. And of course, Tom Hopper does a great job. Um, the guy who plays uh, John Silver. Uh, I don't think again. I don't. I've never seen him in anything before. He kind of looks like a, a young Lou Diamond Phillips. If they ever wanted to do a La Bamba reboot, they could probably get that guy in it. And he does great as John Silver. And he's probably one of the best character progressions in the show. When you first see him, it's like, oh, he's this stowaway on a ship. And the ship gets raided by pirates. And he knows that he has to try to sneak his way onto the pirate ship in order to survive. It's basically, he's doing really schemey things. And he's a real slimy character. 
because he cares about himself and all he wants to do is survive. And that's his whole story arc in season one. Then you go all the way to season four, where they finally start building him up as being Long John Silver. And it's just great character progression to show how he goes from almost like you think he it's never going to be about him, and then it's all about him. And they do that with every character in some way, shape, or form. And then, of course, it still gives you... We got into it because we wanted something that gave us that Game of Thrones feel. And this gave that to us. It gave us this idea because characters you don't want to die are dying left and right. And I'm not going to try to spoil it for anybody. I mean, I know the show's been out for, you know, eight years as of this point. Uh, four, four of them being the season premieres, and then it's been out. So maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't. But as again, I don't want to spoil, like, too much. But just know that I'm just going into it telling you this right off the bat. People die. Don't expect to get attached to too many people because everybody dies eventually. You know, just about everybody. Just about. I'm not going to say everybody, but just about every character that you have some sort of attachment gets some kind of death. And I will say one thing. There is one death that is very upsetting to me. And I guess it's because of how he dies. And it's the character of... um, uh, Charles Vane. He dies. He's in the first three seasons. He dies close to the end of season three. And his death is meant to be this um, symbolic moment where the pirates finally learn that, oh, we turned our back on being pirates so that the English government can come in and kind of make life easier for us. And now here's Charles Vane, one of the captains who's like the epitome of all pirates when it comes to the the story that's being built and he gets caught and they hang him and when the pirates go to try to save him he he sees them in the crowd and he's looking at them dead in their eyes and he's shaking his head and that's basically telling him no do not save me and he lets himself get killed he lets himself hang in front of the crowd and that's the very that's that's the pinnacle moment where the entire story flips back and everybody's like okay we got to throw the english the english out so you have this story that's based on Treasure Island, but it has a lot of Pirate of the Caribbean, like, essence to it, while also being historically accurate with what kind of actually was happening around the time frame, you know, the, the century this is based on, but of course still also being relatively fictional. You know what I'm saying? Like, it still has that level of historic accuracy with being completely fiction because none of, this char- none of these characters really exist. And when you're watching the story and you kind of have that balance where you have the historical accuracy, you have the very much game of Thrones atmosphere that sets up and you have tremendous character development. It's a real recipe for a really, really great show. And this show, I believe it won a couple awards. I can't, I can't hundred percent remember um, when I was looking into it, but I believe it won a bunch of awards or at least got nominated for some, you know, things like uh, being, uh, in uh, the Emmys and in something else, but I feel like it was mostly the Emmys. I'm trying to think. I remember. Maybe I can pull up the the article right now. But a lot of it was during the Emmys, and they were nominated for a bunch, but only won a few. And it was very well deserved. Any sort of recognition the show gets is very well deserved. And even now, watching it four years after it ended, it still deserves. It still has its rewatch value, and it still deserves the chance for people who probably didn't give it the opportunity then to give it an opportunity now. And the thing with a show like this, it's, it's very much also like Spartacus, where if you're a fan of Spartacus, 
that show needed to have an ending. There's a certain point where the story has to come to an ending. So four seasons was perfect because it told the story it needed to and got to the ending that you're meant to get to. The same thing with Spartacus. That's a story that's, you know, again, fictional in essence, but based on something that's historically accurate to hold to. And if you're talking about it being historically accurate, there's an ending that it has to come to. And the ending that Spartacus came to was that Spartacus's army of slaves eventually lost because the, because the Roman army won. The Roman army beat them. Same thing with Black Sails. Eventually, this has to get to a point where it, it levels out to be the story of Long John Silver and his pirates on Treasure Island. You know, so there's, there's, a, there's, a, there, there's a formula to get to that point. And the show takes that formula and utilizes it very, very well. And it's totally worth a sit-through if you're looking for something that's gives you that Game of Thrones, edge-of-your-seat kind of thrills with a lot of twists and turns. And even if you're just a Treasure Island fan, when I discovered it was about Treasure Island, I brought it up to a friend of mine, and he was like, oh, yeah, I watched that show, like, four times or something. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I love Treasure Island. And then he showed me a tattoo he has of the flag, the Treasure Island uh, pirate ship flag from the actual book on his arm. So I'm like, wow, I never knew that about you. So real hardcore Treasure Island fans, like, praise this show. And again, I went into it not even realizing that, and I came out very satisfied with it. So if you're looking for something to binge, and you haven't found something, and you've never seen this, my recommendation is give this a shot. It's only four seasons. It's about 40 episodes. They're somewhere between like 40 minutes and 60 minutes, you know, depending, you know, like a normal show. It's a, it's also on Stars. So Stars is who produced this show. So it's not on any sort of level like where it, it's restrictive to its content. It's very much a a Game of Thrones universe but set with pirates. And of and based on a novel, obviously. But yeah, totally worth it. If you've never seen it, I would suggest giving it a shot if you're looking for something to binge. <laughs>